We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Unfortunately, in the old age is when a lot of them fell away from the Lord or just 
got into error or started drinking or all kinds of crazy things. And I'm like, God, what is, what is that? And of this big book I read about God's generals, only like two remained steadfast. So I thought, okay, at this age, it's time to have a rebirth, like start again. Because I had been good at fasting, good at exercising, you know, I had eight kids, but then I was getting kind of, oh yeah, I'm old now, yeah, I can just like relax. No, God's like, no, now's the time we got to get with the program. Reinvent yourself. Your kids are grown. Maybe I still want to come that I'm homeschooling. He's in ninth grade. So, but after three years, I'm like, okay, God has something for us to do while we're here. Mm-hmm. So we need to get strong and we need to get healthy and we need to get with it. And we, you know, God, God's not slacking his promises and we don't need to be slack in what we're doing for the Amen. Lord. Amen. So that's the way God's convicting me. <laughs> but it's good. And so I remember when Carolyn asked me to um, come today and talk about fasting. I didn't get it at first because I was so, I'm getting ready to go on a trip Sunday and I was so busy yesterday, like doing a billion errands and getting ready to go on the trip and stuff. And she said, well, why don't you come talk about fasting and praying over everybody and you'll be packing. And I thought, yeah, I answered, yeah, I should be packing, thinking I was packing for the trip. I'm like, yeah, I need to be packing, but I'm like trying to get gifts right now. But then later when I got home, finally, like after nine o'clock at night, I realized what you were talking about. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was prophetic because I felt like those are the two words God had for, has for us today, packing and gifting. So the Holy Spirit is just going to be packing meat, pack, packing the meat of the word, packing heat, but also gifting. Like I saw angels bringing gifts y'all today. So we just need to receive it. All kinds of gifts wrapped up in beautiful, glittering paper. So y'all are going to get gifts from God today. Thank you, Lord. So I'm going to talk about, okay, I, like she said, I went to LSU. I, I was raised Catholic. All my family's Catholic. So I have to just put this in since you mentioned this earlier. The only person who wasn't Catholic in my whole entire huge family was my grandmother. She was Methodist. And I always knew there was something different about her, right? But she never told me what it was until I got to college and went to LSU. And I was I was in pre-med because I was going to be a doctor and because everyone in my family's doctors just following the pattern. And then, so I got saved my very first semester. And I went home and I thought I was doing my family a favor. I told them all, you better get born again or you're all going to hell. <laughs> yeah, I was like so mad. No one ever told me that my whole life. And so I was going to hell and they didn't appreciate it. They thought I joined a cult. So they came up to Baton Rouge to drag me out of the cult I joined. And I brought them to my church, Bethany. And my whole entire life growing up, we were, we went, we were very Catholic. We went to church every single Sunday. Even on vacation, we'd find a church and go to church. But when I brought them to my church and they saw it was real, my parents never went to church again. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So, but they, my dad did get saved, of course, before he died. And my mom's still hanging in there, but you know, <laughs> she doesn't have a choice. She'll get it. And then, so I, got, I go home and I make my sisters get saved. I make them get the Holy Ghost before I go back to college. And, so now it's me and my sisters, all 13 grandkids, all saved, built the Holy Ghost, and my mom's still standing strong. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be fun. So I'm going to tell you about my first fast. So after I got saved, I realized, well, I don't need to be a doctor because all you need to do is lay hands on people and they get healed. So I switched to nutrition, <laughs> right? So I switched to nutrition and dietetics. 
and I learned a lot, but back then that was like 40 years ago, so you know, the food pyramid and everything has changed. And I, but since I'm really interested in nutrition, I've been keeping up with the education, educating myself and how it's all changed. Like, you know, the low-fat diet was the rage for so long, and now we're finding out that low-fat diet is really the opposite of what you need to be doing. You need to be eating a lot of good fats. And I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Lorenzo's Oil, about the mother that had the epileptic son, and the doctor couldn't do anything for him, but they researched and researched, and they cured their son by adding oils, good fats. Mm. So isn't that interesting? Mm. So that's just a little tidbit I want to put in there, because I know some of the people that we were talking about were suffering from that epilepsy and seizures and things. But God uses nutrition to heal you. So the doctor's oath, the Hippocratic oath, is, you know, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. But doctors have strayed so much from that. You know, doctors take a one, three credit course in nutrition and that's all they know. Because they're just wined and dined and indoctrinated by drugs, drug companies. Like, what drug's going to give you? What drug's going to give you? What drug's going to give you? When the Bible says God's giving you the herbs of the field for your medicine. So if we just go the natural way, God has a way of healing us, and that's what we talk about today, because fasting is the best way for God to heal your body. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, okay, um, you think, I'm going to go on a fast, and I'm just denying myself, and it's going to, this is our mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I'm denying myself, and it's going to be so hard, and I'm sacrificing, and we have that mentality. When actually, when you study scientifically about fasting, the opposite is true. It's God is trying to get us to heal our own bodies. Because fasting is a self-healing mechanism. It doesn't cost anything. Drugs are so expensive. It's free. It's cheap. And I'm going to go through all the details later, but not all the details. I'm going to get at the end. I'll give you all some references that you can look at YouTubes and, you know, because there's so many details I could give you that you can research for yourselves. So I'm just going to give you the basics. So I'm going to tell you about my first attempted fast. I was a senior in college. I'd been saved about, you know, three years, and so I discovered the concept of fasting. And we were going to do this um, three-day fast. So I'm in nutrition and dietetics, right? And so I'm trying to fast for the first time, plus all day long I'm reading about food. And all night long I'm dreaming about food. (laughs) By the third day I'm walking to my nutrition class and I'm fainting on the sidewalk at LSU. I want to scream, somebody get me some crackers. So, so what I'm going to tell you is like when you have not fasted before, just yeah. kind of ease yeah. into it. Yeah. Don't just like go all out at first because your body can't handle it. You know, you're, you got to like prepare your body <coughs> for fasting. And it's just like anything, training to be a soldier. You know, you don't start running 25 miles holding your gun up in the air, right? You train slowly and you train until you get stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. So I've done plenty of fasts. I've done like water fasts. I've done couple of 40-day fasts on smoothies, but from what from what I've learned back, I mean, I did get a lot of breakthroughs, and I'd get my prayers answered with that, and I guess since I had all these little kids and pregnant and nursing, that was a good way for me to go, but now I realize it's not really the best way to go on smoothies, especially fruit smoothies, because that's like too much sugar that you're putting in your body, and sugar is really a poison. Cancer feeds on sugar. Parasites feed on sugar. We want to eliminate sugar while we're fasting. Another fast I did, which really like worked great for weight loss, and I felt great, was if you've heard, I did a 21-day um, lemonade diet fast, 
where you just put lemon, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup in a gallon of water and drink that every day. And I felt great, but that's another thing I don't want to do anymore because the maple syrup is sugar. And the lemon, when you do a water, strict water fast, you really just want that's to right. stick with water. You don't want any calories or anything that's going to stop. That's what I'm going to talk about later, autophagy, because that's the secret to healing. So let's go to Matthew 17. I'm going to read, this is New King James Version. I just got this new Bible. I usually read King James, but it's my big, it's too big to break. Okay, I'm going to read Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. I think the King James says they couldn't cast the devil out of him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So it was interesting that I happened to start my fast last Tuesday, a five-day fast. I didn't even realize Purim was coming up. And I, it was Purim on my third day of my fast. It was like an Esther fast. And we went to a prayer gathering for Purim and during that prayer meeting I actually saw this a vision of this of the little boy throwing himself in the fire and then God kind of related it to our biggest issue in the nation right now abortion how people are throwing them that throw children to the fire to the God of Molech I don't know if you've seen the image of Molech where he's holding out his hands and it's a big furnace of fire and they're actually putting their children in the fire but uh, beyond that, I saw all the people diving into the fire themselves. And God gave me such a compassion for the lost at that time. I was thinking, they just can't get to hell fast enough. They're throwing themselves in the fire. And we need to be praying and fasting that they don't throw them, the devil doesn't throw them into the fire by praying and fasting. And Jesus said, this kind doesn't go out except by praying and fasting. And, of course, he's saying, you couldn't. We have the authority over all principalities, powers, and all demons. But why doesn't that always work? Because Jesus points out, because of unbelief. I think that that one sin makes Jesus the status. If you'll notice, he got more upset over unbelief than anything else. And Hebrews 3 said they never got their promises because of unbelief. And as you fast, it's just another way of building up your faith and building up. You're empowering yourself. To do the will of God and doing what God wants you to do. And then I like that he says, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And that always bothered me. I was like, what does that mean, this kind? What kind that you have to fast for? Like, what kind of demon do you have to fast for? And what don't you have to fast for? Because I like specifics, right? But then I'm like, you know what? He didn't say this kind of demon. He just says this kind. So this could be anything. This is that. This is that. That. What is your that? What is your, that thing that you need breakthrough about that you're not getting breakthrough? 
that one thing that you've been praying all these years, but breakthrough is coming. Fasting is going to give you the breakthrough for that. And I actually read a um, blog by that happened to show, of course, in my email this morning by Lingle, which I'll tell you about him later. And it was just about that. Like, the, they're on a 40-day fast for American for abortion, and he's calling everyone to join with him, but he's saying the fasting gives you the breakthrough of all the prayers that have not been answered yet. And I've seen that in my life. And I'll just take a quick story that just came to my mind. So I had four kids in four years, and then I had another baby, and I was like, Lord, she was 18 months old. And I usually potty train my kids at two. And I wasn't even thinking about potty training her yet, but the Lord told me fast. So she was um, my fifth baby, and she was 18 months old, and I was obedient to fast that day. So I fasted, and the next day she was potty trained. God potty trained her. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so when you're obedient to God and just simple little things, yeah. it's amazing the blessings that come to you, right? So what constitutes a true fast? Let's go to Luke 4. Luke 4, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. So I believe this is what constitute, constitutes a true fact. The way Jesus fasted. He ate nothing. So all those other fasts I was doing, I don't really consider a fast. I consider a true fast is water only. It didn't say he didn't drink anything. It just said he didn't eat anything. It didn't say he was thirsty, but it said afterward he hungered. He was hungry. So I just took that for myself. God, you're going to give me grace to do this fast, and I'm not going to be hungry till after. And I just noticed that on this last fast. Because before... When I would like get in my mind, okay, I'm gonna fast starting tomorrow. I would wake up and I would be, I know this probably happened to all of y'all, I would be ravenous. And I would, I never even heard of breakfast. I would eat like this huge breakfast, and then I would remember, oh yeah, I was supposed to fast today. It just always happens that way. Yeah. But now it's like if we don't have in our flesh and in ourselves, we don't have we can't do it. Anything God tells us we can't do. We don't know how to pray, we don't know how to fast, we don't know how to do anything. We just have to allow God to do everything through us. So now when I decide, purpose in my heart to go on a fast, or when I feel led by the Holy Spirit to go on a fast, I just wake up and just say, God, just give me the grace. Give me the grace to fast today. Give me the grace to do this fast. So that's what I'm going to pray over y'all after. We're going to have a grace to fast. Okay, what is not a fast? Let's go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So he did not say, I'm going to go on a fast, and I'm just going to go on a Daniel fast. It's not, there's no such thing as a Daniel fast in the Bible, right? I think he was more concerned about pleasing God and eating kosher and not eating what they ate, the Babylonians ate. So that's my opinion because, in fact, one of my 
girls that I know here, I was like, oh, I just got up, you know, because every church usually does a 21-day Daniel fast at the beginning of every January. She said, oh, yeah, I just did the Daniel fast, but it feels so good. I should just keep eating like this. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. The Daniel fast is actually a healthy eating lifestyle. <laughs> it's not really a fast. We should be doing the Daniel fast, like, all the time, and then do water fast in between. And then verse 12, it says, please test your servants for 10 days. And let, the, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. So he just wanted to have a healthy lifestyle. He wanted to be kosher and he wanted to be pleasing to God. Like, I don't know, he didn't want to eat their meat or drink their wine. It was probably sacrificed or offered to idols. Who knows, you know? It could be a lot of sugar. It could be anything not kosher. And let's turn to Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58, I'm going to talk about what is God's chosen fast. So God himself chooses fast. And we need to be obedient and in line with God's fast. So I'm going to start reading Isaiah 58. First I'm going to read verses 3 through 5. There's two types of fast in this chapter. This is the first type of fast. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strike with the fist of wickedness, you will not fast as you do this day, to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and acceptable day to the Lord? So God's saying, this is not an acceptable fast. You choose to fast, and you're afflicting your soul. So just like I said earlier, like I, I was raised Catholic, so at first my mindset of fasting was afflicting myself, kind of like flagellation, like the priests and the monks used to do. Or, you know, every religion in the world fasts. The Muslims fast and pray probably more than any Christian. Buddhists fast. The monks stay up there and fast forever. And is that pleasing to the Lord? No, because they're full of hatred. They're full of strife. It's not the fast that God has chosen. So I think, Christian, unfortunately, the Muslims beat the Christians as far as the disciplines of Christianity. Because mm -hmm. disciplines of Christianity are praying, or Matthew 6, praying, fasting, forgiving, and giving. And if they're doing a better job of it, but they're still full of hatred, we need to get on the ball and be doing a better job than them and just glorify Jesus. Okay, I'm going to start reading in verse 6 because this God tells us what his fast looks like, his chosen fast. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? So this is what's going to happen while we fast. And it's, it, it affects our whole society. It will affect the nation. To loose the bonds of wickedness. This is why we're fasting. Loosen the bonds of wickedness. It comes, wickedness comes to my mind, of course, sex trafficking. That's always on my heart when I pray. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. I'm thinking of racism. That you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, you cover him? And not hide yourself from your own flesh? Don't hide and pretend like nothing's going on in the world. Get out there and help the poor. Then, after you do these things, then your light shall break forth like the morning. 
and your healing shall spring forth speedily. And this is just the prophetic word, because when you fast, your healing springs forth speedily. And I'm going to go over details about that later on. But that's a promise in the word, and God knew what fasting was going to do for us. So I think of, um, God gave me kind of an analogy with Noah's Ark. So a lot of people are doing, like Louie Engel and different people are doing these 40-day fasts right now for America and for abortion. And so Lou Engel, if you've never heard of him, he was the pioneer of opening the eyes of the church to abortion. Because I remember like 40 years ago, I didn't know abortion was going on or existed. We saw this movie in our church, Silent Scream. And then we started going to the abortion clinics and praying and picketing every Saturday. All the women in my church got arrested one weekend. It's like, you got to do something too. You got to pray and pray do and do works that show your faith. But I had never even heard of it. I could barely watch that. So Lou Engel is one I would just follow and maybe keep up because he has done so many 40-day fasts for America, for the young people, and especially for abortion because that's his heart. He went to my heart. But anyway, God showed me 40 days is a very significant number in the Bible. So he showed me how it, when Noah went to the ark, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. But how long did they stay in the ark? They didn't get out of the ark for a year. So when we fast, it's like a tithe. We're going to reap so many more benefits after the fast. Yes. Not during the fast, because during the fast, sometimes it gets difficult. And it's a test, but after the fast, you know, the rains, when the, when the rains are coming, then the rains stop, you're going to reap all the benefits. So 40 days is like a tithe of a year. So whatever that fast is like a seed. And it's going to just keep going and keep going. It's kind of like tithing. Tithing is the same concept. You know, when I learned about tithing or offerings, the first thing that comes to our minds is, oh, man, if I didn't have to tithe, I could actually feed my family. You know, <laughs> If I didn't have to tithe, I could actually pay my bills or do something else. But, you know, we always look at everything God tells us to do like an affliction. When actually the only reason we have money is because God let us have it. He gives you power to get wealth. It's his money. So, and he could take it all away tomorrow. But when we realize our tithes and our offering are a seed, that God, our old pastor, Pastor David Jones, used to say, God's not trying to take something away from you. He's trying to get something to you. So by us tithing, it's God's way of letting that seed multiply and turn into a giant oak tree. So it's all our mentality and our mindset and our attitude, like how we look at things, totally changes. Okay, so... I'm going to talk about health benefits of a water fast. The first health benefit is autophagy. And what autophagy means is self-eating, your body eating itself, but in a good way. So when you fast, and starting with 13 hours, so 13 hours is the minimum when autophagy starts happening in your body, and that's not long at all. Say you eat dinner at 6 p.m., you stop eating at 7 p.m., so 7 p.m. the next morning is already 12 hours. You just wait one more hour till 8 a.m. and it's already 13 hours. And already autophagy starts. And what that is, your body eats up every cell in your body that is deformed, that isn't functioning properly, that's cancerous. Your body actually eats up all the cancer. Like you can live a cancer-free life, a disease-free life. It eats up all the bacteria, viruses, fungus, anything that's in there that it doesn't recognize. 
Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. And up, you can get up to, when on three-day fast, you really get the peak benefits of autophagy. And I've just noticed that recently. It's so many benefits in that. You don't even know what your body's doing. Isn't that amazing how God made our bodies just self-healing? Then another thing that happens is detoxing. So we all, unfortunately, just living in Houston with the toxic air, you know, breathing it in every day, we are constantly overtaxing our immune system by eating too much and eating all the time. So when you um, are eating, your body needs 80% um, of its energy for digestion. So when you quit eating, you're giving your digestion a rest and it's using all its energy for healing yourself, for healing your body and detoxing. So we all have like toxins in the air, heavy metals, vaccines we were given, you know, silver fillings. There's so much in our blood and our body that need to be detoxed and our immune system needs to work on that it can't work on if we're always eating. But when we start fasting, all that gets detoxed. Now the symptoms of detoxing are not pleasant. So <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, you know, you get headaches, you get pains and aches. But I recently, after studying this a lot, um, I realized like the pains and aches you get is actually maybe an old injury that your body is healing or it's some area of your body that is actually healing. So usually what we think of is, oh my gosh, I'm in pain. I need to quit. I got a headache. I got to quit. I got to quit fasting right now. I got to eat. I got to quit fasting right now. I got to eat. Isn't that what we always tell ourselves? No. What we need to think is, praise God, I'm detoxing. Praise God, I'm getting all this junk out of my body. I'm cleansing out. Praise God, I'm here. God's healing something. And you may feel hungry, but it's kind of like this too shall pass. If you just give it some time, mm -hmm. it'll go away. You may have a horrible pain like that last time I fasted. I had this horrible pain in my stomach. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. Should I fast? But I just took it like God was healing something. And I just pressed through the pain and it goes away. It all goes away. And you'll know eventually after fasting a lot, you'll be able to recognize like what true hunger pains are and what those false hunger pains are. And the Bible says, you know, we should endure suffering like a good soldier. If we were soldiers in the army and they're fighting with swords and they get stabbed with a sword, are they going to like, oh, i got to quit fighting now, go home? I know we've all seen action movies. No, they never quit fighting. They just keep fighting with their injuries and whatever else and fight to the end. So that's the way we need to look at fasting. No, I don't care how horrible it makes me feel, I'm gonna make it to the end because I know it's God's will. I know so much is happening in the spirit, but also so much is happening in my body in the physical too. And then another another type of fast I'm gonna talk about is a dry fast. So, oh wait, one more thing. One more benefit of water fasting is stem cell production. So y'all know that stem cell is um, the big issue now of studying stem cells and trying to create stem cells for healing. So when you do a five-day water fast, after five days, on the fifth day, your body starts creating new stem cells. And your stem cells go to heal your body. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Wow. That's yeah. really cool. Okay, turn to Esther chapter four.
chapter 4, verse 16. And it was just Purim. So this is Esther talking, and she said to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so will I go to the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So this is called a dry fast. They didn't eat or drink for three days and three nights. That is really hard. But 20, I've just learned that 24 hours of a dry fast actually gives you the benefits of three days of a water fast. Wow. So I tried a dry fast. I only made it like 24 hours. It was tough. It's really hard. It'd be like supernatural to do that three days and three nights. But I was thinking, um, I learned way back, you know, way back when, when I was taking nutrition, a body, can, I even learned it way back then, they knew, a body can go easily 40 days without food. And, but you can only go three days without water. So it's interesting that we have enough stores in our fast to last 40 days. And I know Jesus wasn't a fat person. I'm sure he was pretty lean, and he could go pretty easily 40 days with no problem at all. And I think about who did um, fasting. Oh, but then I learned this week the record for the longest fast is 368 days. Now that is crazy. That's either supernatural or he was like had like hundreds of pounds to lose. I don't know. Doc, you know, doctor modified, of course. But that was crazy because lately the um, consensus now in the medical field is you can go 40 to 60 days without food pretty hmm. easily. So you know, five days was kind of hard for me, but I'm like, wow, I'm a wet. I need to like build up. <laughs> So then um, I have a friend who's a missionary in Mexico and South America, David Hogan. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But when he started his ministry years and years ago, he and his whole ministry team, his wife, would fast every other day, every other day. That's mm -hmm. how he started. But he has trained himself so much in fasting, and plus he lived so much in the supernatural. His ministry's had over 500 people raised from the dead and counting. But he has trained his body to fast so much, but I think it's also more supernatural, mm -hmm. that his son says he has to remind him to eat sometimes. He can go three-fourths of a year of fasting and not eating. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, that just like boggles my mind. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Three-fourths of a year, not even eating? And I mean, he is not skinny. He's a strong, buff guy. He works out every day because he's got to climb eight hours into the mountains in the jungle and, and you know, preach to the Indians and eight hours back like when he came to preach here, he didn't even want a hotel room. He didn't want any food. Any food. He just preached and drove all the way home to Raymondville, like six hours. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so it's amazing what God can do with us. We just have to believe. Like Smith Wigglesworth said, only believe. Our unbelief is hindering us from so much, so much in the physical and so much in the spiritual. So the last verse I'm going to read is First Kings.
as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. So I always thought, how can Elijah eat one meal and it lasts him 40 days? Well, we're learning today how that can be. So he went 40 days and 40 nights in the strength of that one meal without a problem because he was running. He wasn't like, you know, when I get really tired, I'm like, Dad, please go take a nap. No. <laughs> they were running. So Moses, you know, he went up in the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. He came down and he saw what happened, so he broke the tablets. Did he stop and take a drink and a meal? No, the Bible says he went right back up the mountain for another 40 days and 40 nights. So it was like 80 days, 80 days of fasting with no problem. And it didn't, uh, you know, hinder his flesh or his body or anything. And that's what really convicted me was because um, when I got out of exercising, eating, staying shape, you know, that kind of lapsed to basical and gaining weight. And then I remembered that little verse in Psalm that God said, he opened up the earth and swallowed up the fattest of them. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm convicted. <laughs> I better get with it. <laughs> and you know, you just, God just looks like you were talking about earlier. God just knows what to say or what to show you. He says, okay, it's time. No more fooling around. We've got to get with the program, right? And I had a lot more details um, to tell y'all scientifically just because I like that stuff, but I'm just really going to give y'all some references because if you like it, you can watch YouTube, read books. But just um, one little tidbit is what they're finding out now is most Americans are, we get our energy from sugar. So any, it's not just white sugar, any carbohydrate, any bread, any grain actually breaks down and acts like sugar in the body. What about stevia? Stevia is not sugar. It's yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's the one number one recommended for you know this kind of healthy diet when you're trying to cut out sugar. And so fat, so sugar, both carbohydrates and proteins give you four calories per gram, but fat gives you nine calories per gram. So they're finding out now that it's better for us to be fat adapted. When you're fat adapted and you get your energy from fat, you're getting more energy. Plus, you can go longer without eating. Plus, that's healthier for your body. And because when you cut out sugar, there goes the cancer. There goes the parasites. There goes everything else. I noticed one thing I noticed on this last fast was um, my skin really got healed. Because um, I have really dry skin. It's hereditary. And the dermatologist just discovered that when you have this dry skin, it's lacking in genes. But, you know, I just felt on the fifth day a total difference. It was like soft skin. It looked healthier. So just what happened with Daniel, they looked better after their 10 days. They didn't look worse, they didn't look emaciated. So I'm, I'm just proving that, seeing how that happens. So I'm gonna give y'all three people to look up. Lou Engel, like I mentioned earlier, he's done lots of 40 day fasts. And he specifically, that comes specifically from the spiritual angle and how God's moving in the spirit through these fasts for America. Then another one I recently discovered is Dr. Daniel Pompa, P-O-N-P-A. And you can just go on YouTube and, oh my gosh, plethora of information. Just on fasting, on intermittent fasting. So after you do your water fasting, what you really wanna do is continue as a lifestyle of intermittent fasting. And that is have a 16 or 20 hour window of not eating, of fasting, and then just leave yourself 
four, six, or eight hour window of eating. Because just that 24 hours, like I said earlier, will give you so much autophagy on a daily basis that you can keep your immune system healthy and keep your immune system constantly fighting off everything you're exposed to during the day. Could you, and, could you repeat that? I was writing down yeah, the sure. doctor's name and I... What, what you said about the um, no, what you intermittent fast? Just what you said. Oh, okay. After you come off your water fast, you want to take advantage and continue as a lifestyle on what's called intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. And what you do is you could start like maybe 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. You can work up to eight, 20 hours of fasting, four hours of eating. And what that does is gives your body a daily autophagy because we're exposed to toxins every single day, right? So we need to keep our immune system at its peak because this is what happens. You always have cancer cells in your body. You always have bacteria, um, viruses in your body, but our immune system is every day fighting them off, fighting them off. So when we eat too much and we don't have our immune system high, it's breaking it down. So it's like a constant war until at some point, either our immune system's gonna take over or the disease is gonna take over. So at one point, it's like the point of no return. The disease takes we don't want that because we know, you know, chemotherapy will actually destroy your immune system. After you come off a fast, is, is the uh, uh, keto diet good? Yes. Ketogenic diet is the best for before a fast and after a fast. Okay. And actually, you want to stay on a ketogenic diet for about three months after your fast, but you don't want to stay on it on your whole life. What the best for you is to do diet variations. And Dr. Pompa has like a million videos on intermittent fasting, diet variations. You can go on YouTube and check them out. Dr. Pompa, P-O-N-P-A. 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 And he, any kind of topic related to this. And the other was Lou. Lou Engel, E-N-G-L-E. And then, yeah, so you had said you tried the Prolon. Another fast, if you can't, if you say, I need to do a five-day fast, but I'm not healthy enough. Because if you're not healthy enough and your body is super toxic, toxic, you're gonna have maybe symptoms that you can't handle. That's why I say start with a day. Work up to two days, three days, until you get your body healthy enough to do these longer fasts. But like what you did is pretty good too, because Dr. Dan, Daniel Papa talks about that too, the um, fasting mimicking diet, which is you eat certain number of calories where your body still thinks that it's fasting. So you can still reap the benefits and eat at the same time. I felt great the whole So time. Dr. Pompa tried it and he's like, I felt like I was cheating the whole time. I'm eating and fasting. But yeah, ultimately work up to the water fast. Because yeah. I think that's the best. I will. Yeah. And then another, one of the best books I read, just because I'm scientific and I like it, is um, The Miracle of Fasting. It's written by Paul Bragg. So if y'all remember, um, do anyone remember Jack Lane? The exercise guy. So Jack LaLanne got healthy because when he was a teenager, he was really, really sick. And his parents sent him to Switzerland to a fasting clinic. Because actually, it used to be super popular to get people through fasting clinics. It's not so much anymore because drug companies are paying out wine and dining doctors, and this is the latest drug, and it's all business. How much money can you get? Like, if you give this many, I'm not even going to do it. If you give this many vaccines, you're going to get this much money. Yeah, I know. I'm in a family of doctors. So, yeah, it's like <laughs> when God says use the herbs of the field, use nutrition, use you know He made us self healing. So then, um, 
he got healed through fasting, and he was actually the mentor of Paul Bragg. Have y'all heard of Paul Bragg, Bragg's Liquid Aminos? So he wrote this book, The Miracle of Fasting, and he gives all the scientific details of what actually happens to your body when you're fasting, and it's so fascinating. But the same thing happened to him. He was a teenager, and you know he was really, really sick, and he got healed his body through fasting. He, he was in his 90s, and he died like on the surface. He was surfing in California. He had a surfing accident. Oh, <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, wow. yeah. But, you know, he he was talking wow. about one of these longer fasts that he did. I don't know, maybe 20 days, 21 days of just water. And he was out in the boat. I can remember this part of the book. And he got out of the boat because he had to, like, curl up in a ball. And he was in such pain in his stomach or his intestines or something. But he said something came out of him, and it was like a hunk of lead. And it was like something they had injected him with as a child. But it, you know, this is a lifelong process. Like, everything's not going to come out at this time. But, like, all these parasites that we have in our body will come out. And, like, these are the things that are hindering us from actually, actually absorbing nutrients into our body. They're, like, sometimes you think, I've gone on all these diets and I'm doing what's right, but it's not helping. It's not helping because what you have in your body is preventing it from working right. Fasting heals hormones, balances hormones, makes them work optimally. So when you fast and you get rid of all these things that are hindering your body from working the way God wants it to work, it's actually going to start working better. In fact, and then your health will spring forth speedily. And it is spring. So let's spring forth. Speedily. <laughs> So let's say someone, okay, you start eating at 7 in the evening. Do you eat twice a day the next day, like a late lunch, dinner, and then your body goes back to the fasting? Is that like yo-yo? I mean, does, I mean, at some point, do you win the battle because you're doing two meals a day? You know, some people don't eat three meals a day. They eat right. you know, twice a day, and they always come like, breakfast is the most important meal. You know, we've been raised that way, thought, that, thought of that for years. Right. So now you're down to two meals, which most of us probably could do. Is yeah. that still... Safe is that fasting 13 hours, so to speak, and you're still getting the benefits, or are you just you know, you're putting it back in. I mean, it's almost like a vicious cycle, you're never gonna right win, so to speak. Okay, well, yes, you're still gonna get benefits from intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Once you go to the 13, you start autophagy up to 24, then that you know, maximum autophagy. But you do want to eat, you can eat one meal, or you can eat two, you do want to get sufficient calories during okay. those two meals, but you also don't want to eat a bunch of junk. So no. then you're defeating the purpose of okay. the autophagy and the fasting. You want to make sure you're eating healthy.
healthy protein, healthy, lots of good healthy fats, avocado, olive oil, coconut oil, you know, the good things. And you want to, you know, just continually try to eliminate sugar. And if you're going to eat a carb every once in a while, eat a good carb like um, sweet potatoes. Yeah. So that's, you know, then you reap all the benefits. Because when you're refeeding, refeeding after a fast is like as important as the fasting. Yeah. You want to refeed slowly so your digestion can start working again. Bone broth is one of the best things to refeed on. It's super healing. Avocado is a really good thing to refeed on. It's super healing. Okay. Hey, Elsie, coffee. Okay. Coffee, when you, it's tricky. Because hey. <laughs> some of these things work individually for different people, right? So if you study more with Dr. Pompa, some people do good on coffee. It actually raises their ketones and lowers their glucose, raises their good you know, ketosis, lowers their sugar. Other people, it raises their glucose and lowers their ketones. So there's like a little thing you can buy and put your finger and you can tell what works for you. For me, I just found it better and simpler to just do water, not worry about it. But coffee, you want to um, do it black or do it with, with a good fat because you want to shove a good fat back into your body. You can, some people say you can even add fat while you're fasting because it teaches you, it trains your body to use fat rather than sugar. So like avocado or MCT oil, MCT oil is the best. And MCT oil, the medium chain triglycerides, just make sure you have all the fatty acids included in that. Like it's MCT MCT oil. MCT. I've heard of it. It's um, medium chain triglycerides, which is the best fat. Yeah. And I just took like during this fast, the last day I took like a tablespoon of MCT oil and it keeps you satiated for a long time. So in your coffee, you, you can have black coffee as long as it's, okay, I'm just giving out all the little secrets. Coffee's one of the dirtiest things you can drink as far as toxins and poisons and pesticides. No! Oh, man. Unless you get, you can go to Trader Joe's, you gotta get a clean coffee, organic, fair trade. Get an organic oh, coffee. It's easy. You can look on the internet. They sell them yeah. out. Those people are being more aware of these things. So get a good, clean coffee. You can add fat. Like I add heavy whip, organic heavy whipping cream because I just like that taste. I add stevia and monk fruit because I've never been a coffee drinker until this past summer. I've never drank it in my whole life because I've been off caffeine having so many pregnancies and so many babies. But I'm finding, you know, maybe I need the antioxidants now or whatever. So. Good fat, whatever you choose, the MCT oil, coconut oil, organic whipping cream, you can use some of that. The only good fake sugar, which is not really fake, is stevia or monk fruit. So would that work for you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. Is Splenda bad? Splenda's terrible. Oh, man. Carcinogenic. Uh oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pink, blue, and green. Yeah, pink, blue, and yellow. And sweet and low fat, too. Let me show you how I can get sweet and Everything, this is the best I've found so far. I just, I keep it in my purse all the time. So if I'm outside and out, out to eat and I want tea or something, I don't have to worry about it. I just ordered this on Amazon. I got a whole big box. It's a whole earth organic, you know, stevia and monk fruit. That's your granules? Uh-huh. Liquid. Okay, liquid's good too. You don't want to be caught, you know, in a situation. <laughs> Would you send me how to order that on? Sure. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I know you got that to do. Tell them about where you're going out of town. Oh, yeah. Okay. So y'all get
That's what we're going to do. I want you to like hand something. Okay, and just come through. Okay. Yes. And yes. you're acting. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk. <laughs>
like he's going to bless you like he did you with supernatural things that can't be done in the natural. That can't be done in the natural. Everyone's going to be in awe and in wonder of what God is doing through you in Jesus' name. Just like he potty trained my daughter. Just expect things like that. And they're going to see it and they're not, you know, they have a choice to believe it or not. It's going to be undeniable. Undeniable. <laughs> Race to finish. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for putting a special anointing. Ha ha! A special grace for fasting, Lord, for obedience to your word, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for empowering her with all the disciplines of Christianity, Lord. Silencing solitude, prayer, fasting, forgiving, and giving. And I just see you doing this like extended periods of time. And you're even being expert in being able to show others how to do it. Like, I see it's like a big desire in your heart, and you're going to reap all the benefits. And I don't know how long the Lord's going to tell you, but he's definitely going to give you the grace to do whatever he tells you. Amen.
Let's just all do it. Raise your hands. Lord, we just surrender to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We receive all the gifts the angels are giving out today of health, wealth, abundant life. Lord, I thank you we all receive grace to fast and that more abundantly, Lord. We receive grace to be obedient, Lord. Hallelujah. We just thank you. Because we, we want to do this to glorify you, Father. Yes. By the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Every king and sign.